0: Movies and booze, I'm Moncrief on News Talk. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk or WhatsApp number 087-1400-106. It is indeed time for Movies and boot. Rachel Ryan, Dean McGuinness and Deirdre Molumby, uh join us once again. Good afternoon to you all. Hello. Hello. Uh, and Dean, you uh, really have one. You've pulled it out of the bag here. One for all the hairy, <laughs> groin-scratching, beer aficionados, cocktail beers.
1: Yeah, I need to say it in a deep voice. Yes. Yeah, we've got two beers and uh, they're from a uh, very cool craft brewery in Sweden and what they've done is modelled two beers on cocktails that people would be very familiar with. So the first one is Popple's Margarita Sau- Sour Ale, and the second one is Popple's Strawberry da- Daiquiri.
0: And do you drink them as a cocktail or
1: as a beer or, it's,
0: you know, I'm confused. I don't know yeah, what to it, do.
1: What they do with it is they, they um, identify the flavours that you would associate with the cocktail and then brew a beer, achieving those flavours in the beer. So um, it is still a beer. When you pour it, it has a head on it. It's carbonated. Yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily have that normally with uh, some cocktails that you'd have. So you,
2: you wouldn't <clears throat> put it in a cocktail glass, would you?
1: No, it's like no. a beer. A beer, yeah. And yeah. okay. um,
2: in your professional
0: opinion, are there many craft beer drinkers who go, ooh, I wish this tasted like a cocktail? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what do you get? They, they do uh, do some kind of really interesting ones. I've had a creme brulee stout and it's the same idea that they've taken creme brulee and then made a beer that tastes like creme brulee and it okay. actually works really, really well. Um, pumpkin pie ale as well, where uh, they kind of get the blend of spices that's used in pumpkin pie and then use pumpkin in the beer and, and get a beer that, that tastes like pumpkin <laughs> pie and so on. It's it's kind of being uh, Creative and interesting or kind of off the wall and weird, depending on your opinion. Well,
0: you've already put a look of horror on Deirdre's face, so (laughs) given the the movies we're going to be talking about, that's not going to leave any time soon, I think. Uh, Not a fan of, of, of the Take That, then?
3: I I love Take That. Oh, right. Oh, God, that's even worse then. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of had high hopes for this, not only because it features the music of Take That, but it's also led by Aisling B. Yeah. Irish actress Aisling B. who's fabulous in pretty much everything she does. Uh, Yeah. So Greatest Days, it's basically akin to, you know, like Mamma Mia, how it used all the music Mm. of ABBA. This is basically the same idea, except we take that. And it was originally a stage play, which I think was originally called The Band. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, but they were having auditions, like kind of a reality TV show, and they were going to um, basically find the boys who would be playing, like, Take That, The Band, within the musical. It was all, like, very confusing. But this is basically the movie adaptation for that. And uh, for my money, it unfortunately didn't really work. uh, Mostly on the on the grounds of the singing not being particularly good. Oh, dear. But that's like, <laughs> pay, take that out in this.
0: And, and it, like, is well, Ashling B, etc. S- singing in this?
3: She is singing, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's trying. <laughs> God love her. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> so we're so are a lot of um, so are a lot of the uh, characters in this movie trying to think. But um, take that may kind of have a sort of cameo in it that not everyone showed up for. Which kind of oh. I think it's reflective of maybe how embarrassing they found this project. So it's just yeah, well, it's I a saw, bit of a mess. Yeah,
0: I saw that the the uh, the sky there, which is on a screen in the corner of the studio. <laughs> there, there, there. Obviously, they've done interview. They have two members. They have Gary Barlow and one of the others. Uh, yeah. Um and. They're interviewing them and like there's two women on either side kind of looking adoringly at them. Yeah. Which is a bit ick. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm guessing it's those two that are in it. Uh, but yeah, you know, maybe that's a spoiler. That's just my guess. I don't want to ruin the movie on anyone. And The Flash <laughs> is better than that.
3: I I enjoyed it slightly more yeah yeah I mean I'm not going to lie this was one of those I love when you get into the summer blockbuster season when you have like these two big releases in one week Mm. because there would be a lot of anticipation for a take that musical and for the latest from uh, DC in this case we're going back to the character of the Flash who we previously met um, in the Justice League movie played by uh, Ezra Miller so this is kind of um, that character's first like solo foray Um, and it could very well be Ezra Miller's uh, final movie because as you know anybody who's kind of been in the media would know uh, they've had a lot of kind of bad press lately so it'll be interesting to see whether this movie marks the end of the DC universe or revamps it. It really will depend on how popular the movie is. It's gotten something of a mixed reception so far at uh, the movie but I for my money actually kind of found it a lot of fun Okay. maybe it was after seeing Greatest Days. Okay, I don't know. maybe, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. It really is damning Greatest Days if, if The Flash uh, was kind of fun. There's going to be a live-action remake of Bambi.
2: Yes, we're Uh, all going to be... Another
0: movie the world didn't ask for.
2: Yeah, we're all going to be re-traumatised yet again. Uh, So this is another live-action remake from Disney. Surprise, surprise. Now, I am a little bit more excited about this than I was for, like, The Lion King or Aladdin because there was a bit more space between this and the original animated movie, which is from, like, 1943. So that was a a long time ago. Um, So... It will be interesting to see what they do with this. I mean, we all know the tale of Bambi, a uh, forlorn little deer trying to make his way in the woods with his pals Thumper and Flower, who is a skunk, but they call him Flower. Um, after uh, something tragic happens to his mom, just in case no one's seen the movie in the past eighty years. Um, so, yeah, Sarah Polly is going to be directing this. She recently won an Oscar for uh, Women Talking. She directed oh, that yeah. movie, yeah. So she is a great director. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But like all the live action remakes that Disney do, I don't feel like they do anything different than the story that we already know. Now, they're no, saying that... they wouldn't dare. They, they, No. Well, now, apparently, there will be a few more songs than this. It is being billed yeah. as more of a musical than the animated movie. So, like... The key to this, like all uh, the live action ones, is like, what are they going to do with the animation, the CG? Like, they need to decide, are they going to go for like really lifelike deer? Are they going to be a little bit more cartoon-like? Because that seems to be the issue people have with like the likes of The Little Mermaid, is that the fish are kind of like half cartoon, half real fish. So I think what's going to be key here is that they they decide what they're going to do with the deer. There's actually
3: a great, if you look on YouTube, um, SNL a few years ago, they did a skit where they did a live action Bambi starring Dwayne Johnson. Oh. And, and he takes revenge for his mother's death. And oh, wow. they basically revamp it into an action movie. I kind
2: of want to see that material. I I that would be honest.
0: great. Yeah. yeah. That's what they should totally. do.
2: <laughs> Apparently the man from the original Bambi, so this is the villain who does the deed. He's been like voted one of the top villains of all time in any movie. Well, Bambi. Sinister, because yeah. you never see him, right? Yeah. You yeah. just hear him.
0: I know, but it's Bambi's mummy, so how could you?
2: They'll probably
3: add like a backstory where we get to know the hunter and empathise with him or something like oh, that, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Oh, no. That'd be nice where
2: like, you know, you get to understand why the person is a villain. This is why they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it,
0: he's an incel.
2: Uh, and, uh, <laughs> or maybe he just really likes venison yeah.
0: go, for the whole, go for the whole political angle now this yeah. I am totally looking I'm pumped for this yeah right I'm looking forward not just to seeing it uh, I'm looking forward to hearing Deirdre's review of it yeah uh, even though it, 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 it's a TV series but you know I think you'll be you, you'll, you'll be tempted to talk about a Michael Flatley biopic yeah that he's working on oh my
2: on. yeah he's cool. <laughs> who's going
0: to be in it no let me guess <laughs>
2: He uh, <laughs> Michael just loves uh movies. He likes being in them. He likes he just likes stories about his life, right? Yes, so yeah, yeah, so this is being built as a no holds barred biopic of his life. It's a six part <laughs> series. No holds barred in the sense of I won't hold back on how great I am. <laughs> Literally, yeah, because uh, it's going to follow his childhood, it's going to mm-hmm. follow the whole river dance thing. Um, and they have like a really lengthy like description of what it's going to be like. And, you know, they're basically trying to say that Michael has had a really uh, tough time with the media and stuff and that he just keeps bouncing back, keeps bouncing back. So... This is going to be so interesting. It's 100% happening. It's not like it's it's definitely happening. Because he's paying for it. Because Michael, much like his Blackbird um, spy thriller that he starred and directed in, uh, is paying for it. So the casting director is Jessica Sherman. She's worked on Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and she has already started the process to find Michael. So I have a few ideas of who could potentially work. I'm surprised they're not doing the digital de-aging thing. What's
0: that? Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. You see, that's what they'll do. This is like, you remember Madonna did that thing and and mm-hmm. got loads of people to pretend to be her and then said, "No, none no, of you're good enough." He'll do the same. He probably thing. will. He say, "Well, he he'll,
2: he, he's definitely going to be in it at some point." Like we do know that. Uh, but I was thinking the likes of someone like Zac Efron could be quite good for this role. He's a bit of a dancer. High school musical. Hello, I'm, tis me, yeah. Michael Flatley. Well,
0: that's actually Michael Flatley's accent, so that he'd be able to do there it right go. Yeah, uh,
2: Paul Mescal as well. He is actually Irish and apparently is a bit of a dancer. He was in The Great Gatsby on stage apparently he's not too bad uh, but I wonder now right if they find someone that Michael likes the look of right but he can't actually Irish dance will they do like a kind of like uh, still of the person's they face cut to famous. someone else yeah. dancing yeah
0: they could easily do or that.
2: Just put his, he's just going to put his own face on any actor they choose let's be fair
0: so he's only doing this because everybody laughed at his movie So now he's making a TV series about how everyone laughed at me, but I keep bouncing back. I don't think
2: he thinks everyone... I don't know if he knows that people laughed at him. He got like a 10-minute standing ovation at Cannes last year when Blackbird premiered. Doesn't everybody get that? It was outrageous. Well, sometimes they get four or five. He literally got about a ten-minute standing ovation. Uh, one of the people working on this, as well, um, I think they're one of the producers, worked on the Sharknado movies. There you go. That's pedigree. Which you <laughs> know, that's, that's
0: pedigree. There it doesn't
2: yeah. bode terribly well. Maybe there'll be some sharks in the mix. No, amongst I think the river I dance. think
0: that's a good thing if they go full Sharknado on it. then, you know, it might be you know, because the thing about did you see the the did you see the Blackbird movie? Oh
3: yeah. It because was because it was kind of the room levels of yeah bad, no, but it was but yes. but bad.
0: not yeah, but it wasn't quite there. It wasn't quite bad enough to be good, if you know what I mean. Because we're still, it didn't realize how bad it was.
2: If it was meant to be a comedy, it was a pretty good comedy.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. If it was meant to be,
2: just know and tell yeah. Michael. I feel but like he's oblivious to, to these things, so it'll go over his head, even if they go full Sharknado. Oh, no, I think
0: he knows his people are critical of him, but they're just yeah. you know jealous or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's of his great
2: here. talent and his lovely billowing sleeves. Yes. Yeah. Anyway,
0: let's have a drink, Dean, okay. on that. Given that we're uh, mixing up genres, let's have a, a cocktail beer. Now, a cocktail which, beer, yep. So This, this is, one is like sour.
1: It is quite sour, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, margarita sour. So the flavours, if you were making a margarita, um, it would be tequila with uh, lime juice and then triple sec. Uh, triple sec is um, a, a version of Cointreau. Mm. So the flavours that you would get would be lots of lime juice. Um, uh, the tequila has its own uh, kind of flavor, but generally in a margarita, the the lime uh, is much more distinctive than the tequila. And then the background flavor of the uh, triple sec or Cointreau would be a kind of a it's an orange rind flavor, so slightly uh, bitter orange uh, flavor. So. With this, they've got that. Now, there's a certain blend of um, hop aroma in it. So, you're getting a kind of a floral hop aroma, and then that blends in with the fruity. When you taste it, you get full on um, kind of sour acidity. So, even now, I tasted it a few seconds ago, and my mouth is still watering after mm. it. Um, and I think so. They've done a good job. Like if, Now, the, the idea of these beers, normally I, I get incredibly obsessive about what the style is and whether the, the flavours are fitting with the style parameters and so on. This is a beer that's like a margarita. Um, it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. And they've done a good job on it. It's got a nice blend of flavours. Mm. Incredibly refreshing. Definitely something that you drink uh, cold. Um, and even when it's uh, cooled down, when you cool down beers, it reduces the amount of flavour that you perceive. But there's still no issue with getting the, the lime and the um the no, it, uh, yeah, uh,
0: What's the ABV in it? It's 4.5%. Okay, uh, so you could actually serve it to someone as a margarita. You'd just about get away with it and they wouldn't know it was...
1: It's, well, I, yeah. I, I had a, a significant issue with, with both margaritas and daiquiris. I was bartending in the States about 30 years ago. And on July 4th weekend, I had an English couple who came in and asked for a margarita. And I just started bartending. So I made them their frozen margarita, gave it to them. And then as I walked away, I realized that I'd put rum in instead of tequila and screwed up the margarita. <laughs> ah. So I got incredibly busy down the other end of the bar because, you know, there mm. was other people that needed to be served. And they started going, Dean, Dean, come here. And I'm talking. God, here we go, you know, I'm caught. So I kind of went up ready to own up that I'd made a mistake. These are the
0: nicest margaritas we've ever oh. had in our <laughs> life. <laughs> and maybe maybe you'd hit on something. Uh, and you yeah. kind of agree. No, it is nice, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's kind of strange. It's quirky. It's fun. kind of yeah. yeah, if you if you weren't told it was a beer.
1: Yep, the, yeah, the carbonation I mean, is the bit yeah. that might throw you, the, and the, the look with the head on it. Yeah. Now, basically what happens, when I'm breaking down flavours in beers, a lot of the time people kind of look at me weird and say, I don't know if that flavour is in there. Our, our brains don't work that way. Our brains don't kind of look at something and say, oh, I can identify 17 different flavours in that. Our brains tend to look at something and think of it just as one Flavour. Yes. Uh, So like we do um, beer training courses and I was trying to explain to somebody that a raspberry imperial Russian stout had flavours of chocolate dark cherries, were slightly creamy and, uh, you know, had uh, kind of a cocoa spongy type of flavour in it. And there was a, a girl in the class who was looking at me as if I had two heads. And then I said, you know, it tastes like a, a Black Forest Gatto. And she goes, yeah, it's exactly like a Black Forest Gatto. And I'm like, what's in a Black Forest Gatto? Oh, that's what just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that, we, we tend to put that together. So when you say margarita, you know what you're go- going to expect. Yes, yeah. And when you taste it, it makes sense. You know, you don't need yeah. to worry about the individual flavours.
0: Uh, one texter says, guys, hear me out. Blackbird wasn't that bad. Compelling argument, uh, I, I must say. Movies and booze. i Moncrief. On Talk. So... Was
2: everyone fancy doing?
0: Well, I'm not sure if you remember, but uh, our
2: cocktails. I mean, you probably don't even drink this stuff anymore. Oh, I remember all right. uh, (laughs) Yeah.
3: Oh, God, why did we do this? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) There's why. What do you think the odds are of them spotting me and doing that thing where they pull me off on stage and do a whole song around me? Oh, my God. So high.
2: Very high. God, I hope one of them doesn't, like, lock eyes on me from the crowd because I will not be responsible for my actions.
3: Are oh, you? You've got a partner. I hear three of them are on brink of divorce. They're not, are I. they? They will be when I get up there.
0: <laughs> Ooh, hello. Right, that was uh, uh, Greatest Days. And so it's, it's it, it like about four women who yeah. are fans of uh,
3: take that yes, yes. so uh, basically primarily we're following Rachel who's played by um, Ashling B she's a nurse working in a children's hospital ward and she wins the trip of a lifetime which is tickets to see her favourite boy band in Athens uh, so she decides to take this opportunity to reconnect with uh, some of her childhood friends who she hasn't spoken to in 25 years so in that clip there you would have heard them you know reconnecting and they're chatting and they're having drinks and they're trying to kind of recreate the question, old days
0: question childhood friends Yes. And did she, Ashling B's character, become Irish after she grew up with them? Or how did that work?
3: Yeah, yeah. So the actress who plays uh, young Ashling B is called uh, Lara McDonald, And she is also Irish. So still Irish. Right. OK. Great, yeah. But how was she childhood
0: friends with them when she was Irish and, and, and they were English? She's living in the UK. OK.
2: She never got the accent. She never got the accent. Okay. Yeah. OK. Yeah. All, All right. right. Sorry. Yeah. OK.
3: Yeah. Look, look, they knew that. Ashley B's natural accent was part of her charm, so yes, I'm sure okay, that they wrote the right, character to be okay. Irish. But uh, in any case, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, okay, it's, sorry. It's,
0: yeah, yeah it's just Those <laughs> things kind of, you know, baffle uh, <laughs> me somehow. Wait, they, okay, they, I they had another
2: question. Sorry. Yes, yeah. Yeah. How, how come they didn't speak in 25 years? Was there like a falling out? there is Irish? a twist,
3: but oh, okay. which, um, okay. uh, which. They couldn't d- understand Ashley B's accent. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but they decided to forgive her for that in Uh Yeah, so there is basically a twist in this movie, which is part of the reason that this movie really irked me is because basically I kind of knew what was coming because mm. basically there are five childhood friends and only four friends when they're in adulthood. But they're not talking about the fact that this fivesome has become mm. a foursome at all. Um, and they're basically completely ignoring this for the second act for the fact, if, you know, so that they're able to do all the musical numbers and be all, you know, happy-go-lucky and stuff like this. And then basically there's a big reveal in the third act and we find out why there are now four friends as opposed to five friends but really the whole thing just feels kind of very fake and calculated and I really didn't like it but whatever you know I can I can forgive plot holes and stuff like that, what I cannot forgive is when in a musical nobody can sing, particularly the number uh, Greatest Day in which um you know we're following the four girls as they're um, on these scooters biking through Athens and basically it follows um, random characters across Athens starting to sing and they each sing the line, uh, today this could be the greatest day of our lives Mm -hmm. and they're just completely out of tune and it sounds absolutely awful and then aside from that uh, the dancing is pretty awful so that's another thing that I personally look forward to when it comes to musicals is that I like you know, good choreography, but the dancing is very forgettable in this film. They actually resort to using a conga line in the final number, which I think is really kind of clutching That's at like straws. Anyone could do that. You yeah, can yeah, yeah. be drunk and do that. It's just not good yeah. at all. And I mean, look, when it comes to, you know, the musical as a genre, there is this internal logic, I suppose, that the characters do start randomly singing and dancing. But I just couldn't actually follow the logic of this movie, because initially we're following uh, Rachel, um, you know, when she's kind of in her younger days. Her fan to see, you know, she's imagining this boy band uh, singing all around her, kind of helping out with her household chores and stuff like that. But then it kind of jumps forward to the present day her and it's her and her friends and sometimes they're singing and sometimes it's the boy bands who are singing and sometimes it's the random characters across Athens who are singing. And then at one point there's a statue that comes to life and that starts singing. And then there's another point in the movie where a bus driver turns into a drag artist and I just, I couldn't keep up. I was like, what is this movie? It just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Even for a musical, it doesn't make any sense. I would
0: say it sounds very Mamma Mia-ish if you compare the two.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is you probably see about as much of Athens in this movie as you do see of Greece in Mamma Mia, because the yeah. whole thing about, you know, Greece and Mamma Mia is that it looks very kind of stagey or something. Yeah. I mean, this kind of reminded me of, you know, when you have to go to those school plays and the singing's a bit rough, particularly in, like, a smaller school where they don't have as big a kind of cast <laughs> to choose from. Yeah. That's what it reminded <laughs> me of, but on the big screen. wow. And
2: that's, yeah, it's, and can it's I, just rough. So are they supposed to be bad singers in the movie? Because, like, they're not singers, like, they're just past singing or are they supposed to be good singers but they just can't sing? That's the thing. I, I don't even know if they kind of decided that themselves right. because sometimes <laughs> it sounded like
3: the actors could sing, but then they had certain actors only start singing in about the second or third act of the movie, which I didn't think really made sense because I was like, well, if they can actually sing, why didn't you have them singing from the start? So I just, I, uh, as a fan, as a, as a fan of musicals, it just didn't make any sense to me. And I uh, found it quite cringe and the humour fell very flat for me as well.
0: Uh, Ellen says, "In Mamma Mia, the actors couldn't sing or dance, and it didn't take away from it.
3: So maybe that's maybe that's kind of the appeal of this movie. If you don't mind when people
0: can't. Yeah. No, I sing never or saw dance. Mamma Mia, but was my I, I thought Mamma Mia was a huge hit. No, uh, Mamma and- Mia's...
2: is." Great. And it, it is very um kind of kitsch and like it's it's cringy as well, yeah. but it kind of works. I'm wondering, is it because they're on a Greek island that is very picturesque, whereas this is in Athens?
3: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, that, I, I don't know. I just happened? thought that the music in like the singing in Mamma Mia was just slightly better. And I mean, you do have the likes of like Meryl Street, uh, Streep, Amanda Seyfried and stuff like that. Like you have big names who are kind of carrying the film, whereas this it's just left on kind of Ashling B's shoulders and it's just... It just doesn't work.
2: Oh, no. Oh, God.
3: I, and Poor I know Ashley. I sound like a huge screwed 'cause because um, I actually went to see this with my sister and she quite liked it. She found it like very feel good and she could kind of forgive it. I suppose mm, you kind of yeah. have to... You have to either be on board with it or not, but I I just thought it was It sounds was like quite a kind of
0: sing along in the pub kind of thing. And yeah. If I you're suppose... if you're the only sober person there, you go, "Oh my god, nobody realizes how atrocious ex- this is."
3: That's exactly how I felt. I felt like I was the only sober person watching it, <laughs> and everyone in the movie was drunk and singing and thought they sounded great. I don't know. I just I like I said, I I I'm sure that there is an audience for that movie out there. Just I wouldn't be uh, among them. I'm not going to go see this. Well, movie I suppose again. it's
0: like it, it, there's going to be a take that audience. They're aiming at a very specific demographic, i. e., people who go to take that concerts anyway.
2: So
3: mm. yeah, and if it, and if take that like weren't very good at singing, if you if you want to watch that sort of thing. It just yeah. doesn't make sense why someone made a musical where the characters don't sing very well.
0: Uh, and, and another text that says, fake and calculated. Not at all what one would expect in a movie about a boy band. No, indeed not. Uh, uh, indeed not. OK, so, well, Yeah. Best avoid it, unless you like that kind of thing. There's going to be a, a new uh, Pixar movie, Elio, uh, which sounds kind of
2: interesting. It's a cute little name, isn't it? Firstly, hmm. love the name Elio. Um, yeah, and the latest, uh, the trailer came out for it this week. It is Pixar's latest offering. And the story basically is Elio's kind of a, a, a little boy. He's a little bit shy and his mum works as a scientist and... Gets contacted by aliens, okay? But as the aliens are contacting her on her computer, she gets a call from Elio, and there's some sort of signal goes wrong, and Elio gets beamed up to the spaceship. For this massive alien conference and I think they were supposed to beam up his mom, but they got him instead and he basically is um, the Earth's representative at this massive conference for aliens and he has to kind of lag his way through the conference. Uh, it it's, looks adorable. To be honest I haven't seen a Pixar movie that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, he's a very cute little kid, he has some issues and he goes and does something very brave and I'm sure he'll come full circle and he'll be Really happy by the end of it. Uh, the aliens look really bizarre in it. Uh, Jamelia Jamil is in it, and Brad Garrett, who's from Everyone Loves Raymond as well, are are voicing some of the characters in it. And America Ferrera is playing his mom as well. So it's a pretty big cast. Is it animated or is it? It's life? um no, it's like a CGI. Yeah, okay. yeah, a CGI right. affair. Yeah. yeah, um, but I think it looks really fun. It's directed by the same director who did uh, Coco, so you know, ah, right? Okay. So you're going to be yeah. crying, like you yeah, know, yeah. she's going to put in some real like heartstring moments in there and it looks really fun. Kids, I think kids will absolutely love it. It looks okay, like a lovely uh, little Pixar uh, that movie. That sounds,
0: for a change, something to, to look Positive. forward to. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, I, I saw this and like... Uh, like the Channel 4 was going to axe the show Naked Attraction to sell money. Like, Were you devastated? Uh, no, no, but like, how much <laughs> does it take to make a show like that? Like, is, they're not spending it on wardrobe. Anyway, that's for <laughs> sure. Is it,
2: maybe they have to pay the contestants to come on and take part because, you know. Or uh, maybe not. Well, so, anyway, the rumours were... <laughs> maybe they're were, paying them to go on. Maybe. Well, look, this was earlier this week. There was rumours they were axing Naked Attraction. Apparently, people are saying Channel 4 is in a whole load of trouble. They're axing things left, right and centre. Um, However, they have come out to say that this is not true and that Naked Attraction is gung-ho and there will be a new season later on this year. So I don't know where the rumours came from to begin with but apparently it's staying. Um, sometimes internet. I wonder if those channels, kind, of, if Channel 4 might have put out that rumour
3: themselves, themselves to kind of get the viewership yeah. numbers up. Th- but but, for, like, but, but for like
2: two days and then be like oh no, it wasn't true, surprise, I don't yeah. know. But um, Anna Richardson who presents it um, has sparked more rumours this week that there could be a celebrity spin-off version of Naked Attraction I mean surely not but she says there's um, some people like Duncan James and Scott Mills have like already agreed to come on the show again maybe a bit of a publicity stunt but you wouldn't like you just wouldn't I mean I assume everyone knows the premise of the show it's a dating show and you yeah. pick people D- based D- D- on... Off- Dean
0: we kind of was thinking there, should no. I even admit this? <laughs>
2: Dean, you've seen it.
1: I've seen bits of it. I've turned it on. Well, bit. Uh, <laughs> how appropriate,
2: yeah. Dean. We've all it's, seen bits it. of it. The show
0: is largely made up of bits, actually. <laughs> I think of it. yeah. It's just... The most bizarre show. It's it,
2: I cannot believe it's made. Like, I cannot believe it's actually on our television screens. Now, there is people who say, obviously, it's very controversial and it's this, that and the other. But then there's the other side of the coin that people say, you know, they show bodies of all shapes and sizes. And it's, you know, it's kind of body positive and it's kind of educational in a way to show that everyone looks a bit different and this, that and the other. But the fact that you, you pick someone They're to go to date on date with
0: on their, yeah, on their on their bits, their bits. and bobs yeah. is
2: it's just bizarre. No,
0: what the most like. The, the thing I always found weird about it was that, like, you, 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 like because they have somebody there who's judging these people and they all act like this is perfectly normal. Yeah. Like, you know, they could be like, you know, do you fancy the quiche or would you yeah. like to go with the rice? It's and all thing, very
2: you know? uh, clinical, kind of. It's it's really bizarre. And yeah. your woman who presents it has said that her dream would be to do a live naked attraction. Imagine, like, the three arena packed out for a live naked attraction. But sure, yeah, you wouldn't have to
0: see it you need, um, need little oh everyone yes. get little binoculars is, is, maybe. Yeah, was, you know.
2: <laughs> like you're at the opera
0: they'd <laughs> have to have a kind of a catwalk thing where you could walk oh, into the yeah. middle of the crowd and everyone have a look
2: that would be then, fun actually or yeah. kind
0: of some sort of like weird 3D like you know like that ABBA show oh like the this,
2: avatars it's yeah. true like
0: people come out and these massive mickeys project over <laughs> over the audience <laughs> while people coil back in horror yes. channel
2: 4 are writing that's, all this time They're that's like, entertainment yes, 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 for you yeah.
0: <laughs> in the 21st century Movies and booze on Moncrief. On News Talk. Uh, we'll move on to our second beer, Dean, and uh, this one, if anything, is even more sour. It's. Uh, do you find it more sour? Yeah, um I mean, it could be just me. Yeah.
1: You know. No, I, I found this morning when I was um, doing a tasting, I, I tasted ten in the morning because your palate is most Ooh. receptive to. to it tasting. is very sour. Yeah, um, I found that the, there was a carryover of the margarita, and that they tended to blend and it tended oh, to maybe well, a little it bit. Is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the strawberry daiquiri. No, it it is a kind of a hybrid between what you'd expect a strawberry daiquiri to be like and what you'd expect a sour fruit beer to be like, because uh, strawberry daiquiri is a little bit kind of softer in terms of its flavour. Strawberry is is a less intense flavour, and it's more characterised by uh, sweetness than sourness. With the uh, sour element of the beer, it makes it a bit more like a ripe strawberry and strawberry pips, and kind of, you know, uh, like rather than... uh, uh, kind of a overripe, uh, soft, squeezy, uh, sweet strawberry. It's more the kind of just barely ripened uh, strawberry type flavor that you're yes. getting through. Okay,
0: it. it's less. Uh, the second sip is less sour. Yeah, actually, Rachel,
1: <laughs> okay. yeah. trust me. Uh, I, I found. Yes, it
2: is. You're yeah. correct. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I, I found with the margarita sour that I got a hit of sourness, and then mm. with this one, it seemed to kind of. Dissolve up the sourness from the margarita sour and give you a hit. And then on the second, uh, taste a little bit more. Um, But yeah, uh, so again, simple idea, idea of a a strawberry daiquiri and then uh, having a sour fruit ale that matches the flavours. You've got the strawberry flavour. There's a little bit of vanilla um, flavour in there as well, um, which is something that can develop uh, during uh, fermentation and uh, in terms of transformation of uh, hop oil flavours. And that softens the, the base of the beer. But it is very much uh, sweet, strawberry, sour. And, uh, you know, they're the kind of key mm. flavours in it.
0: Uh, and again, the ABV on this 4.5% is again. 4.5%. Yeah. Yeah. How, how much are these come in cans? In I'm cans, yeah, yeah,
1: 330 ml can. We're going to have some interesting things with cans because there's uh, uh, some initiatives going on to uh, make all cans recyclable next year. And uh, there's concern as to whether it's going to eradicate a number of cans from the shelves, um, because they're saying that you have to put a logo on the can. And uh, when you print a can, they usually print about 250,000 cans at a time. Yeah. And in some instances, beers are brought in, you know, kind of 80 cases at a time into Ireland. So the idea that you're going to have... 7,493 years worth of cans printed so that you can send one pallet of them to Ireland with the specific logo is uh, causing people to scratch heads. Okay, so, right. Um, uh,
0: Patricia in Blackrock says the doorbell rang and I didn't hear where I can get the margarita style beer. Can you repeat please? Now don't answer the door Patricia no matter what. <laughs> Did you <she> say <laughs> what part of the country she said? Uh, she said, well Blackrock, so that's Cork or Dublin.
1: Blackrock, Cork, well if, if, if it's Blackrock, Dublin then Blackrock Cellars should be a, a good bet. Um, if you're in Blackrock and
0: Cork um uh, you know what it's it's definitely Dublin because people from Blackrock and Cork say they're from Cork whereas people from sure Blackrock just is. go Blackrock you can't afford my house <laughs> send one of your staff out to get it for you Patricia uh, why are you even bothering yourselves uh, with, these, with these little trifles uh, now uh, the, I didn't know this and the, 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 people might remember the Leprechaun movie, which was a, oh, a yeah. horror movie. Jennifer yes. Aniston. Jennifer yeah.
2: Aniston's yeah. breakout like, uh, role.
0: How many sequels have they had to this movie?
2: Well, I mean, I only saw clips of the first one because, you know, it doesn't look good, but it's uh, got some kind of cult status that people absolutely love it. Uh, Warwick Davis is in this as well. And Kieran Culkin, who's Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, who's in succession now and yeah. it's huge. I mean, yeah. He's a kid in this, right? Anyway, so the Leprechaun movie came out in 1993. There have been eight follow-up movies to this. Eight. So clearly someone's into it. Uh, some of the names include Leprechaun 4 in Space, Leprechaun Back to the Hood, and 2018 we had Leprechaun Returns. So they are currently making a ninth uh, Leprechaun movie. And like the franchise apparently is Li- Lionsgate's uh, longest running uh, franchise. It's absolutely bizarre, and um, so we don't know much about this other than uh, Warwick Davis is not going to be in it, um, and there's going to be uh, leprechauns, and it's going to be a bit scary. I, and
0: I'm I'm, I'm guessing the, based on those titles, you don't really need to know any more about
2: them. I don't. I think like clearly there is a distinct fan base who like kind of scary, really badly made horror movies, and you know people are going to see them. Nine. That's mad. Nine. Will they go That's for ten?
0: Nine. Do they like? <laughs> I assume they go in in. Do they show them in cinemas or these go straight must to be. a streaming service? They must
3: be, sort? yeah. Or originally, I suppose, straight to video or straight to
2: DVD, given how long running they've been going. The yeah. first one was out like in the,
3: what was it? 1993.
2: 90s, yeah. Uh, but the last can... one was 2018, where you would think it would be in the movies if it was to be in the movies. But I think there just must be like a fan club and they just go and broadcast them directly to the fans. It, I don't know, it's absolutely bizarre.
0: Yeah, I, one assumes the, uh, the budget on these wouldn't be absolutely enormous. Somewhere.
2: No, 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 no. Apparently this one is going to be reimagined for a new generation of horror fans. I'm not sure how much you can reimagine <laughs> a, like a murderous <laughs> leprechaun, but the there you go.
0: come up with. Yeah. Uh, not, everyone's, uh, not everyone's a uh, fan of the strawberry daiquiri. Someone says, I tried that sour strawberry daiquiri beer once, but never again. I'd rather suck the sweat from a caveman's <laughs> armpit. Wow! Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> you see, when people, have you sucked the sweat from a caveman's armpit so you can compare? Yeah, yeah, it's the comparison
1: that yeah, disturbs you. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's an interesting one.
0: Right, we'll uh, move on to our uh, second uh, movie of the day. It is The Flash. Now we couldn't actually get a clip from this. Now often, if when they don't give you clips from films, that's not a good sign. So instead, here's a bit of the trailer. This is mad, trippy, dude. This is catastrophic.
1: This world must die. I'm not going to lose there again.
0: It's not Clark.
1: My name is Kara, and we'll help you.
0: Interesting group. Want some help? Wait, he's Batman? You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. There you go. It's noisy. That's uh, the one thing we know about it. Uh, Right, okay. So, we we have seen this fella before The Flash in... Now, obviously, there's comic books, but Mm -hmm. appeared in
3: Justice League? Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and there is a Flash TV series, which I... I don't think this is related to because I haven't seen the Flash TV series. So if there were references, they would have gone totally over my head uh, because he's played by a different actor in that and everything. Uh, Yeah. But in this particular uh, movie, we follow Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, um, who decides to travel back in time uh, to try to basically change something from the past so that, you know, he can have a much happier uh, present day. But when he does travel back to the current day, he finds that he's in a completely Alternate timeline. He's, you know, basically, you know, the whole idea that if you change one thing, you change everything. Thing. Yes. Uh, so he's yeah. in an alternate uh, timeline, and he meets not only an alternate version of himself, he also meets an alternate version of Batman. So in his timeline, uh, Batman is played by Ben Affleck, but here he is played by Michael Keaton. So Michael Keaton is back uh, as Batman, stop. which is right. very exciting. Okay. Um, instead of Superman, there is Supergirl, uh, played by Sasha Cali here, and basically they all decide to team up when the Earth comes under threat from General Zod, uh, played by Michael Shannon, who previously played Zod in Man of Steel. So it's basically like a DC fans, you know, dream. It's just <laughs> <a, laughs> like right. Okay, so it's it's Justice League again then,
0: basically. They've just kind of retreaded it.
3: I mean, isn't every superhero, every superhero Same just blinking retreaded thing.
0: again? And and like Michael Keaton. No offence, I don't want to be ages, but a bit old to be Batman at this yeah. point.
3: Yeah, they don't they don't completely address that, why Batman is kind of the age he is. They just kind of skirt around that uh, fact. But I mean, like, to be honest, I find Michael Keaton so charismatic that he can kind of do anything, you know. I, he's, I, I never, he's so effortless in this I movie. Know, I, never,
0: I never believed him as Batman. He just wasn't, actually, none of those that believe him as Batman, really. Um, not
3: even Christian Bale?
0: Christian Bale, yes. Because Christian Bale's Batman? genuinely yeah. insane. Yeah, uh, That's uh, that's uh, that's the reason why I believe that. But, yeah. but Ben Affleck, not so much. Yeah, but but ben, You knew Ben Affleck sucking in his tummy all the way through that movie.
3: <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the roughest Batman performance I've ever seen is George Clooney because he looked, basically looked like he was laughing at the movie he was making <laughs> yes, as yeah, he was yeah. making the movie. He is Batman. <laughs> uh, which doesn't exactly... Was, uh, was well
2: Robert Pattinson batman at one stage am he i was. making that up yeah, yeah. how many batman. batmans has there how many batmans does one world need that's well, I, what i want to
3: know i suppose that's the whole idea of what dc is doing and it's kind of following I, I suppose in marvel marvel's footsteps and before that we had star trek and the whole idea is they are you know bringing in this whole idea of the multiverse whereby you can have okay. several actors play the same characters because the whole idea is well in another universe this actor plays him mm, um nice. so it gives So like, like they did in spider-man yeah Yeah, Yeah. and it gives the opportunity for all this, you know, fan servicing and Mm. nostalgia and stuff like that. And I mean, for me, it kind of works because I like the nostalgia, (laughs) but you have to be on board with it, you know. okay. Um, One thing I liked about The Flash as well is that it is like it's 12A rated and it absolutely is 12A through and through and that it is quite kiddish. I mean, even the CGI looks, um, there's there's an action scene at the start of the movie involving newborns and they basically look all like plasticky and fake like kind of baby dolls which is just as well because they're falling from a building so if they look like actual babies it would be quite horrific. (laughs) So it works in that context Uh, but because the CGI is kind of cartoonish looking like you're not judging it for not looking well because it's all part of the aesthetic if you know what I mean and the action and the humour it is all kind of very silly so I suppose as I was watching this film I felt a bit like a kid again you know going to see superhero movies when you're in those kind of you know early teen days so that's what I quite liked about the movie the fact that it was that bit more like childish and just a bit more playful because DC you know in um, in uh, their other installments you know like Batman v Superman and stuff like that they've kind of gone for a darker more brooding uh, mm, yeah, tone yeah. and I I personally don't think that those films have worked I've kind of missed the fun and the playfulness so I like the fact that they are going back to that in this film. Um, I might as well kind of talk about Ezra Millard here and get it out of the way, because, I mean, look, at the end of the day, they are very good in this. Um, I think they are a good actor. They're talented, they're charismatic, they're funny, but unfortunately, the truth is that they have this real-life past, which is horrific, and there have been accusations of disorderly conduct, harassment, assault, burglary, and uh, what I find the most haunting of all, grooming minors, uh, which is really unacceptable. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens after this because this could be their last um, you know entry in the DC universe DC don't really know exactly what they're doing at the moment uh, Batgirl got cancelled uh, the Aquaman sequel has been delayed a number of times probably because of Amber Heard casting in that. Mm-hmm. let's be honest here uh, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how <laughs> they pick well them don't they <laughs> they really take the jeepers uh, but I mean Marvel haven't exactly had the best reputation yeah. for that either um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens after this with their career um, because the other major franchise they would have been involved with was was, of course Fantastic Beasts and that's kind of been cancelled as well. So I don't know exactly what the future of um, the actor is going to be after this or the future of DC for that uh, matter. And it's been interesting to see the reviews for this so far because they do seem to be split in that some people haven't been on board with the whole childish thing. They've said that this movie is like ridiculous and it's try hard and it's embarrassing. And then you've got like the hardcore Uh, fans who have really enjoyed it i'm probably somewhere in the middle i generally just liked it because i did find it a lot of fun and i found myself laughing a lot and i just i like a movie that's just popcorn entertainment to be honest
0: and is it possible to separate what you know about ezra miller their human being and the actor and 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 the flash if you know what i mean yeah
3: yeah i mean i like i think i can I'm, i'm not gonna lie i kind of um I watched the movie I really liked it and then I went back and I read Ezra Miller's Wikipedia page and when I read all of that I was like I definitely like the movie less now so I suppose the answer to that is a bit yes and a bit no if that makes sense yeah. Um, so it's yeah it'll be it'll be really hard to to know what's happening after this Um, but I mean there are a, a few other flaws with it as well it is too long it's 2 hours 20 minutes mm-hmm. which is a the bit email. unnecessary yeah. it's got a few plot holes I think that's always inevitable when you've got time travel in a movie and uh, Michael if you compare this
0: <laughs> to greatest days in terms of plot holes yeah which is more credible oh
3: um Oh, they're probably about as credible as each other. Right, okay. Which is better or not. Okay, a time
0: traveling um, person who can run faster than light is, yeah. uh, is just as credible as yeah. someone who goes to see a concert. Yeah, and, and, take and, and, and
3: Michael Shannon yeah. is also underused. I have yeah. to say, that was another big uh, downside for me to this movie. Yeah. Thank you all uh,
0: very much. Uh, we're, uh, we're out of time. Uh, thanks to uh, Rachel and Deed, uh, 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 Dean and Deirdre. <laughs> I have too many D's in the room for my poor enunciation at this point. Movies and Booze on Moncrief. Some news talk.